If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington. Mister Ben Errington, how's it going? It's going all right, mate. How the devil are you? So I've had a, a long day and a peanut butter sandwich. So you, all bets are off. No, no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you look very snug as well. I mean, I'm I'm going to yeah. guess. I'm going to guesstimate these layers. There's at yeah. least three I could see visible. I think I've got two t-shirts on as well. It's like oh. two two degrees, and I think I can see my, I can sometimes see my breath. So some you can sometimes see your breath. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's not good, but you are you've been banished to the garage. I am. Yeah, but it's good that's here, right. man. Um, no, I'm joking. It, it I've been banished. <laughs> I could um, do what I want, mate. Yeah. If I want, uh, I could I could smoke twelve cigars in a row. That'd take a long time, but. At a time in a row, to. if you wanted to, you could yeah, da- you could you could down a whole bottle of Lambrini. I was planning to, right after this podcast. <laughs> Why not yeah. during? What about you? How are you? Have you had any peanut butter? Some- oh, you got any Pepsi Max? Pepsi Max. I haven't had any peanut butter for a while, you know. Although I did have like some sort of peanut butter dessert recently. I had like peanut brittle on it. What? Okay, yeah, yeah it was good. delightful. It was like a tub or something. I can't remember what it what it was. It was like, it wasn't quite ice cream, but I had peanut brittle on the top, and you had to crack into it. And eat it, but I ate it in about fourteen seconds. <laughs> That's like the uh, like the Milky Bar yogurts. Like they last, they taste so good, but mm. they're gone so quick. Maybe yeah, that's milky... why they taste so good. Like because you know it's fleeting. Yeah, Milky like Bar. Stand. The Rolo ones are pretty good as well. Yeah, a one night stand. They go one. They go in like one spoonful as well for me. I, I can eat them in one spoon. Yeah, because you get one spoonful, which is like the main. Yeah, Subs- and like, then hundreds of tiny spoonfuls. You're trying to get like, the little <laughs> yeah, bits yeah, off yeah. the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather find a way of just like getting every bit of content from that pot into my mouth. Yeah, in one go without yeah. having a need. Maybe you to... can squeeze it like Popeye and just get it all in. But cat <laughs> uh, does like a a death by a million cuts sort of approach, where she will have like a tiny, tiny little bit on a spoon, and it will last for hours. But she just <laughs> because she wants. Is to... anyone getting pleasure from that? Well, yeah, she wants to sort of extend her. But I, I think the more in my mouth at the same time, the, yeah. the more intense. I think just eat like a multi-pack of them. Yeah, that, that's for one person. That should be right. Yeah, there's like four in a pack. I mean, that's, I'll eat that one go. Screw yeah. it. Yeah, and I won't have any regrets either. <laughs> like sometimes no you regret. eat some stuff and it's like, I probably shouldn't. But no. I, did. I probably shouldn't. Just I'm, just, I'm just going to close my eyes and not look at the ingredients and how much. Or the mirror. Or the, fa- <laughs> or, or the mirror ever again. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so um, it's Oscar period. Period. It's the period of Oscars. People it's are Oscars. doing some Oscars. I don't really follow the, these sort of things. Like, I don't really follow Oscar. Like, do you? Are you? Are you the kind of person who watches the awards and stuff? Um, I quite like the Oscars. I mean, I know it's it's thought of as being a bit of a bit of a love in 
for a, a various group of the Holly the Hollywood elites. Yeah. But still, I kind of enjoy it because I think it sometimes it does shine a light on various films that are, I mean I, I like it simply because it gives me the chance to go. Oh, I haven't seen that. So okay. out of the eight yeah. eight best picture nominations, I've seen five this year, which is pretty good going. So I've got a few more to catch up with. But I think it's pretty good because obviously Black Panther's got a nomination, the first Marvel yeah. superhero film to get like a best picture. You know, not I don't think it's the best Marvel film. I'd say like if any Marvel <laughs> film was going to get that, I wish it was a Winter better Soldier. One. Yeah, Winter Soldier, something like that, yeah. There's some great ones. So, yeah, I guess I wanted to bring up the Oscars just to discuss the lack of horror in the nominations and what that means and why, I guess. I guess, like, the obvious um, omission would have been Hereditary and perhaps Turk Collette's performance um, and possibly possibly the screenplay and possibly the cinematography for both of those films, um, which I thought were both both pretty good um but yeah they've been they've not been included i don't think they've got many awards from the from the big ones like golden globes and bafta and anything like that yeah. um i'm sure sort of like if there are any horror awards yes i think a quiet place has received an award possibly for sound that kind of makes sense like the lack of it <laughs> yeah it's yeah like yeah the I less think... sound that the more chance you've got of winning yeah Understood. so so i think so it receives an Oscar nomination for best uh, sound editing. Mm. A Quiet Place does. So a, a, a lot of a lot of um, websites are saying you know Tony Collette snubbed, but I think you kind of guess what who was going to get the nomination based on what has come previously, even in the Critics' Choice Awards, uh, Golden Globes, and stuff like that. So Tony Collette hasn't been nominated for those. So for her to be nominated by the Academy is probably. Yeah. Well, I'm reading here, reading here on on bloody on the bloody disgusting website. Uh, this is one of the most vicious snubs in recent history. I wouldn't say. Oh, wow, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. If it's vicious. <laughs> I never. I always feel like are these things vicious because people get snubbed, but then someone else, you you know, someone else is going to have to not get a nomination for that person to get one. And then Lady Gaga's been nominated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that horror? Uh, no. You like that film, A Star Is Born. I like that it. film. Yeah. I think as time's gone by, maybe I've gone You've cooled off. I've cooled off on it a bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rami Malek's been nominated for his portrayal of Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, which is lovely. Um, loads of nominations for Black Klansman, which is my film of the year for last year, including uh, Best Supporting Actor Adam Driver, which I thought I thought he was great in that film. But Spike Lee, Best Director nomination, Best Picture. Uh, yeah, all pretty good. But yeah. A big, a glaring omission for horror. What, what do you think should have been included for horror, or if yeah. anything? Well, I mean, there's the alternative. Fangoria magazine have got their Chainsaw Awards. Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, have you been through and voted? Uh, or you, it's quite fun I to haven't. see. Yeah, it's good. But I think maybe I should. Are our votes still open? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you just go on the Fangoria Twitter, it's like near the top of the page there. But um, you know, there's what have we got here for best bed best wide release movies. We have got Halloween by David Gordon Green, Hereditary by Ariaster, Overlord, Julius Avery, A Quiet Place, John Krasinski, and Upgrade is in there as well by Lee Winnell. Oh, yeah. So there's loads of cool stuff here. Um, Vangoria, you know, it's where horror fans sort of go to a fair bit. So I think for us, I mean, it'd be nice to sort of see yeah, I people think... get celebrated here. Cool. I think I'll go through that and and put some votes on. Maybe put some stuff on yeah. Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen most of the films that are listed here. Well, so I was going through and it reminded me <clears> a lot <throat> of um, our top ten list. A lot of them these sort of features. We got and our also, fingers on the pulse, man. There's um a thing in here about the film we're talking about today, which I picked as the best thing of that category. Does that ah. make sense? Yeah. So yeah. I'll let you know what it is in, in a sec. Uh, yeah, yeah. You better let me know. Uh, yeah, have you watched anything this week? Yeah, so um, I popped in. Uh, I've got a Blu-ray of The Howling. Joe Dante's The Howling. Have you seen The Howling before? Nice. I think so, but again, okay. not for a long time. That's a classic. So it came out around the same time as An American Werewolf in Paris, um, London. Even I beg your pardon. And oh. um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> both, both of those sort of are in what he said, like the. The, the top three werewolf movies, along with Wolfen, 
but I don't think Wolfen is necessarily um, a werewolf movie. But this, so it's directed by Joe Dante, who did Gremlins, so it's still got a sort of Gremlinsy feel, but it's a lot more mature than that. Um, the special effects are by Rob Bottin, who did the special effects in the thing. Uh, so in this film, it's kind of sleazy in some way. It starts off a bit sleazy because there's like um, our main character is getting obscene phone calls and stuff from um, a werewolf, and then he invites her to uh, <laughs> not not in werewolf uh, form, right? No, I don't think so. There's a lot of like there's a there's a lot of like uh, half and half in like transformations in this. Um, but so she goes to meet him in a in a pawn shop, but she's a reporter, and then she uh, she doesn't get bit, but she sees a bit of him or something. He gets shot, and to overcome this sort of traumatic experience of being hounded by this wolf, uh, she goes to like um, a retreat for people who are in similar positions. Little does she know that everyone in the retreat is actually a clan of werewolves who. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're there to eat her or if they're there to try and turn her. It doesn't really become very clear. Uh, but it's um, the, the transformation scenes are amazing. Like I think yeah. they're better than an American werewolf in London. Wow! Like wow. there's one bit where uh, like a werewolf gets his arm cut off, um, and then you just stay on this arm, this werewolf arm, for about three minutes, and it bubbles like you know the Gremlins effects. They always kind of bubbled and popped and yeah. so. It is a similar thing to that, but then it just suddenly magically turns into a human hand that's still sort of moving around. I was like, "What? How did they even do that?" Like it's, like it's, <laughs> it's very, very cool. Um, but these, the, the special effects. So it's almost like they said they they knew that the this was their money shots, and they like they they do go on, but you just can't look away. It's about ten minutes just looking at a guy's face. that's like, you know, now now change. I'm looking now I'm looking at some screenshots from it. I don't think I've seen it. So it's yeah. early eighties, right? 81 I think yeah but it is it is great I think I prefer American Wealth in London's tone and comedy and or like the sort of London stuff is this, is this more like straight up horror then it starts off like like a bit more even cold and sleazy a bit more Cronenbergian in a way but then about halfway yeah. through it's almost like Joe Dante decided to just gremlins it up and everyone starts turning into wolves and, and uh, you know the, the craziness happens it goes a bit gremlins too not wacky or that you, wacky but it's um a bit sillier would you recommend it then because i'm quite i'm quite a big fan of the old werewolf genre and the fact that i haven't seen this might be a bit i think just for special effects a glaring alone. emission yeah yeah i felt like the same i felt the same way so i'm glad i filled so what did you hole. you got it on blu-ray yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, end, I'll, I'll bring it down to you oh cheers mate oh. <laughs> bring it down to me give it to me and i'll go See you later, mate. <laughs> what about you? What about you? Be gone. Any gifts or anything? Uh, well, I haven't really watched all that much. I've started the new series of True Detective, oh, uh, which is good, yeah. dark, brooding, uh, very immersive, uh, twisty, turny. Great, great stuff. Obviously, a new cast. Um, How's it compared to good. season one? It's a nice story. I think it's very similar to season one. It's, it's gone for a very similar tone, obviously, very different characters. But I think they've they've gone back to their roots. They tried to recreate something from the first series because obviously a, a lot of crit- critically the second series didn't hit home. I like the second series, but not quite as much as the first. Well, the first um, season, then, I rewatch it. I think I've seen it three times now. Yeah, it's so uh, good. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. And there's loads of iconic moments in this, and the and the, uh, the screen the the script is great as well. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, I also saw Glass this weekend. Um, M. Night okay. Shyamalan's final part to the unexpected trilogy, I guess. Yeah. I've unexpected. heard, I've heard uh, you know, not, not fantastic things about it. Yeah. But I can kind of see that coming because, mm. I mean, um, Split and Unbreakable, you know, had a long time to develop and they were completely separate. Mm. And then this glass came along and it, it was, what, like a year? And it just yeah. pop out. Yeah, it happened really quickly. The I tone think, doesn't seem to quite have the like, isn't it as maturely put no, together as it, it feels it, like it leans too heavily now on the comic book. So obviously, it was trying to create a, a superhero comic book film that's so grounded in reality. Yeah, that that you know, it is almost shocking that it's a, that it's that the subject matter is about superheroes and stuff. Now they kind of just start leaning heavily on the fact that hey, hey, this is a superhero film. This isn't a comic book, you know. There's that too yeah. much, and I just find it to be underwhelming frustrating um great performances particularly from james mcavoy 
and Samuel Jackson. I think Bruce Willis kind of fades into the background a little bit, which is yeah. ironic considering that's what his character is kind of all about. Um, but I think it's it, the atmosphere isn't isn't there. Yeah. Um, the twists were it wasn't I saw them coming, but they were just like eh. Yeah. Um, an ending which is like nonsensical really and I've seen the ending slated a lot um, it kind of just feels like oh god what a load of what a load of nonsense what a load of um, dog eggs yeah what a load of dog eggs um, so yeah okay I think I think it cuts off the potential of what could have been yeah you know a really good a really good trilogy but it just feels to it feels like it promises something that's really grand scale and eventually it all kind of plays out in a very simple and almost rushed way, I'd say. That's a shame. It's, it's worth a watch if you enjoy the other two, definitely. It's yeah. nice to round <coughs> off round off everything. Yeah. Um, I'm being familiar with these characters. Seeing them on screen again is enjoyable. But I just think other than that, it did little for me. Okay. Okay. I think I will watch it, but I'm not. Like I said, I could just kind of something about the advertising and stuff just never really sold me anyway. So yeah, we'll, we'll wait till it's on Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if we crack on with today's film, sure, sure so thing. It isn't on the IGN Top 100. It is a new release. Came out last yeah. year, but it's just popped onto online streaming and digital. It is the remake of Suspiria. If you got some deets, man's got the deets. So superior. superior. <laughs> oh well, that's a good okay. start. Superior. Superior yeah. <laughs> is a 2018 supernatural psychological horror film directed by Luca uh, Guadag- Guadagnino. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, I've I've, I've ruined that. Um, inspired by the 1977 um, Italian film of the same name, directed by Dario Argento. Um, so it stars Dakota Johnson as an American woman who enrolls at a prestigious dance academy in 1977 Berlin that is run by a coven of witches. That's like a, that's thrown into the plot pretty quick, sharp, isn't it? That there yeah. are coven of witches in the original. Well, they, within no... the first within the first two minutes, I think. Um, yeah. What's the name? Starts talking about it. Yeah. So obviously, spoilers here for this film, but also spoilers for the original, the 1977 Italian film of the same name. So. Um, so here's, here's another, um, brief note, a darkness swirls at the center of a world renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director an ambitious young dancer and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. Okay. So <laughs> this movie is insane, but it's, um, it's got 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a little bit harsh, but I can also understand Sort of why it's a little bit difficult for you know people to accept <laughs> as as yeah. a as a film, but because um, it just so the original Suspiria is all like bold colors like big strawberry jam and and blueberry blueberryade flavors walls and stuff <laughs> blueberryade <Yeah. laughs> flavored uh, walls. But then wow. this film's like, well, let's make let's go bold in everything else but the color, like this, yeah. the like the. The special effects, like the the dancing, is is insanely sort of in your face. The the horror really is grotesque, but in a, in a sort of fantastic way. Everything's so, and even the plot is so thick and sort of like um, bombastic in a way. But, viscous, yeah, some viscous plot. It's heady. It's uh, <laughs> it's like cus- like a really thick custard. It takes a lot of uh, sort of digging into to to get to the pie. Yeah, and you feel like. You're sinking into it. Or if we're yeah, gonna stick with this. Stick with this. Like, imagine <laughs> a man lying on yeah. a giant custard tart, right? Just imagine yeah, that. Yeah. Lying on it, and he's slowly sinking into it, just like, oh yeah. god, he and can't if, really move. And if you panic, you sort of ruin it. Like yeah. because you're like, No, no, I don't want I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to just like let it in sync. You've got to let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that do you remember that under the skin with um yeah. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, you're yeah. sinking into the black viscous liquid. That's this film. Yeah. It's like that. It gets into all your yeah. I can't breathe. So, um, <clears throat> how did you feel? What were your initial sort of thoughts about it? I think like everything that came before. So this was a film that I somehow missed at the cinema because I was really look, really looking forward to it. Um, everything I saw of it, trailers and clips and artwork, just really got me sort of hyped for it. I yeah. did enjoy. I did enjoy the original, um, but this looked like a totally different take on it. So mm. a remake, not so much. More like a. 
I've read somewhere, I'm not sure if it was the director who said this or maybe Tilda Swinton who said it was more like a cover of the yeah. original. Rather than uh, a, a direct remake or a reimagining, it was like it was like a cover of the original. So the director was putting his own spin on it in such a way. And I guess the setup is the same, obviously. A lot of the elements are the same. But yeah, the colour's gone. It's very washed out. It's very glum. Yeah. Very very grim looking, isn't very it? Very European. <laughs> very very European, exactly. Yeah. A lot a lot of German spoken. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just there's something about this which was it was like picking a scab. Another we're gonna do another analogy here. Yeah. It was like so you're picking away at a scab, it's like, oh bloody hell, I can't quite get in there and it's like, oh yeah. god, I'm making, oh, no, I'm making it worse. But you keep picking away, picking away, and sometimes you're a bit like, Am I enjoying this? Is this a nice experience? And other times you're like, this is a really satisfying experience. Um, yeah. I think there's loads of good performances throughout. I think the music initially, because it's strange because I've been listening to the soundtrack, obviously on its own, with, without the film accompanying yeah, me too. Yeah. for so long that it was strange to now hear the music in the context of the film to the point where I was a bit like, ah, it's not what I expected it to be. Yeah. Especially especially with like the main theme when it happens over the sort of start of the film and yeah. some other some other songs that happen at very poignant moments. It felt it was the only way I can describe it is like it was unnerving. It felt it felt wrong. <laughs> it felt wrong, but like you come away from it and when you're reflecting on what you've seen, it's a bit like it was I, f- I feel like it, it I feel like it was great. So it's one of those ones that's there's so much to it. I'm not too sure if it's a masterpiece or a masterplops. I just don't know yet. But I, I feel like with time, with a little bit of distance, I might look back on it. And mm. but but it is a long film, so I think that's the one of the things that sort of plays yeah, against it. It was long, but I think it's going to be device, divisive as well because it's been compared to like Mother as being like a divisive film where some people are going to walk away saying that's utter shit. Other people are going to walk away saying, "Well, yeah. I think that's laden with so many messages and." And, vision yeah. and imagery that I mean I think it's a better film than Mother personally it might, might be unfair to compare the two I think I need to watch Mother again but um, but in it like just the, the the tone and what they were going for with this I I feel like it, it resonates with me more than Mother did initially Mother rubbed me the wrong way initially yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mother you've rubbed me the wrong way again <laughs> you brushed my hair against the grain yeah. yeah there were so many bits in this where I was a bit like I was watching scenes, and it wasn't necessarily particularly horror scenes. Yeah, there are some dance scenes, or some other scenes where I was like, kind of just cringing, waiting for something, you know, hor- horrific to happen. Not not necessarily like a body horror moment, or a, yeah. just something that would was like out of left field. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's but, spooky, I mean, man. So it's spooky. This film. Even thinking back, like I'm not completely sure what happens in the film. <laughs> like I had to watch a couple of like explainer videos afterwards yeah, to yeah, sort of go too. through it a bit with me. Because it's definitely a film where you can kind of make your own mind up about it, but yeah. at the same time, that might not be necessarily what even happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes I like to watch those videos to kind of like, not to confirm what I was thinking, but kind of maybe like nudge me in the right direction sometimes, because yeah. it's easy to get confused. Yeah. Well, uh, so um, should we have a little dig into the the meat of the story? So, well, key players, uh, Dakota Johnson is Susie Banyan, who is... Pretty much doing exactly what the main character from the original did. She's a, a dancer from America. She's mm-hmm. arrived in Berlin and she um, wants to dance. She's ready to throw the shapes, basically. Yeah. Tilda Swinton plays Madame Blanc, who's the, the sort of the head dance instructor, but she's also a witch on the side. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. She also plays um, two other characters, um, yeah. which. I don't think it even tells you at first that she's playing them. But at the same time, I kind of feel like, what did that add? What did that bring to the film? Or what does it mean, I guess, maybe more? Uh, yeah, Dr. Joseph. She was just, she was on it. She was just like, oh, fuck busy. this. I'll play three characters. You're busy, yeah. She's played Dr. Joseph Klemperer, who um, was, uh, what's it, like a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. And allegedly, she wore a prosthetic penis while she played him. Uh, like, I'm not, I'm okay. not even joking. You think I'm, you think I'm joking, but I'm not. No, no, I believe you. Uh, I could tell, really, to be honest. Um, and uh, she also plays one of the other witches, Mother Helena Marcos, who looks like she's going to grow up to make costumes for the in- Incredibles at some point. She's got that, whatever that woman's called, you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. I mean, <laughs> the glasses. Exactly. Um, Mia Goff 
uh, plays a sort of secondary protagonist in a way. Um, again, her character follows very much what I guess her original character did in in the original film as well. Um, and, yeah. and there's a smattering <clears throat> of other characters, <laughs> other people. So there's loads of witches, loads or, of dancers, or like dance teachers. There's loads of dancers. Um, it's a very very um, female heavy cast. I think yeah. we get like maybe like two male characters, like some policemen in it at some point later. And they get embarrassed. Like, and they get ever so embarrassed. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. So what do you yeah, what do you think that means? What do you think the cast is like pretty much entirely were there any male characters in the original? Uh yeah, yeah. Um Udo Kier is a guy there's a blind piano teacher, piano player, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a few people, um, but this so this is weird because it's all female, apart from those two policemen who only appear briefly, really. And then there's Tom York singing over him all. Um, yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. Can you tell I'm a man by my voice? Yes, men are better. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, um, it is like. I mean, Tom York's music is 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 like mesmerizing in this film. So it's like, that, it's not a horror score. No, not at all. Well, the, the Fangoria uh, category I, I sort of voted for Tom York's soundtrack is the best soundtrack of the year for me. I do think it's Closely fantastic. followed by the Halloween score, I think. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's not necessarily a horror score, but it is just in just really mm. mesmerising. And every now and again, it, it sort of does... I think there's one bit where they're dancing uh, and he sort of plays on the original Goblin um, okay. jingles. You know, the... Uh, I don't know how it goes off the top of my head. You just, you know, picture it. <laughs> you do the work. Yeah, some of the weird, like, prog rock. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Um, <laughs> so the story's told in a five acts and an epilogue, uh, I think, off the top of my head. Um, act one is all about, we start off with Chloe Gross Moretz, who is running away. I think she's, yep. she, at one point she says, they're taking my urine. Is this yeah. like the hell they gave me sleep and now they're taking my urine? <laughs> and they're taking my urine and they've taken my hair. I'll be like, Jesus Christ, doesn't seem like a fair trade. No, yeah. Taken my urine. Yeah. Am I at least able to pee it out myself or is it just Well, getting... I think she did and then she saw them going into the toilet after her and come out with like a <laughs> <laughs> come out with like a, you know, like plastic a, petr- bag. a petrol. <laughs> plastic yeah, bag. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a plastic Someone bag siphoned holes out of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, so she she basically explaining to Doctor Joseph Klemperer, uh, the psychiatrist. There's a ton of witches in that place, and I'm getting out of here. I'm and getting out of here, fool. I think she disappears again, but she gives him his note, gives him her notebook, and it's full of stuff. We get like um, uh, all diagrams about witches and witch hierarchies. Madame Blank's name keeps popping up in there. Madame Marcos, who's we don't know too much about yet. Um, yeah. And, There's a whole load of them, and yeah. they all got their finger in the witchy pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we get to what's the face? Susie <clears throat> pops up. Yeah, she joins the academy. It's raining, just like it was in the original film. Yeah, so I mean, it's very similar. She, it's, it's, it's proper run down and grey and yeah, miserable, doesn't it? it this dance academy, really. Um. So yeah, um, did. Did um, Patricia in her diary also mention like the free mothers? There was like yeah. detail of the free mothers. So, Matter Tenebarum. Tenebarum, who's. La- Lacky Mayrum. Yeah. And, and Suspiriorum. Which, yeah, so it links into Dario Argento's original trilogy, the free mothers yep. trilogy, Suspiria, Tenebrae, and one that isn't called Lacky Mayrum. I can't remember what it's called. Um, yeah. Or like the Book of. No, I don't know. Yeah, so one of them. Yeah, so that kind of thing. Of course, something like something that. Something. Should have done yeah. our research, babe. <laughs> yeah, but um, so right away, so Susie wants to audition to be <clears> in this spangle, like really fancy dance academy, yeah. and we don't really know why she's there. But as she starts to dance, right away, it's not like normal dancing. It's not like dancing in you know liquid or mosh or like a you know your standard Friday night dance <laughs> off. Yeah, it's uh. It's very, it's like, it's expressionistic. It's um, a bit of a rain dance abstract. sort of feel to it. 
abstract. It's like humpy. Odd. It's like to the most humpy. It's to, it's to the most like minimal music as well. Like it's yeah. not like there's no percussion. There's no yeah. there's no beat as such. It's very like yeah, very strange. They do the body popping and there's a lot of body popping. There's a lot of lying down on the ground, line dancing as well. Arms um, doing <laughs> line dancing. They do the floss. Yeah, at one point. Do oh, uh, but um, right away we get the feeling that, which, which I feel like this is this film really nails something that the original didn't. Is that dancing is the way they sort of cast spells, like mm. in the sort of way that rain dancers used to yeah. do to get rain. Um, the the way they move sort of affects the world around them. Um, and it's an interesting sort of take on on witchcraft and witchery and stuff. Um, witchery so, craft witchery craftery and Susie does a couple of moves and uh, Madame Blanc pops in and she's like yes as she did the old Simon Cowell what, press the the not the X Is I don't like button? I no, don't like it I love it yeah and then it, and it gets like a little backstory of Susie um, you know tragic upbringing and all that tragic upbringing a bit more, mother, bit more mother, tragic mother passed away in a, was yeah. it, is she from Ohio yeah. She's from, from Ohio, so yeah. lived on a farm. For some reason, she loved a bit of Berlin. We get like a get like a flashback, and she's writing something, and she's written the word Berlin. I love down. Berlin, Berlin, I love and Berlin. and then her name next to it. Yeah, <laughs> she's, got, she's crushing. And her mum's like, "Who's this bloody Berlin?" Then she's like, oh, "It's a wonderful place." Mental. So, and then so she's in. So Patricia, she ran away from the dance troupe, and Susie, she's done a couple of moves, and she's in. But it's not like she's just in. They're like, whoa, whoa now. Whoa, she's man. she's really rocking something here. Um, <laughs> and so um, I guess they just, what happens now? So they just, Yeah, so, so, so there's a, a character called Olga who yeah. sort of gets into, as a bit of a Barney with Madame Blanc in front yeah. of everybody. I think she's kind of like annoyed with her because she thinks she had something to do with patricia get going missing yeah um and madame blanc's like oh patricia pissed off to join a what'd she say like a rival group or some well red like an army or something well yeah so there's the whole uh berlin wall thing happening and she's going to be like a revolutionary or something yeah but then olga just says oh you're all slags you're all witches well she she gets the face on yeah yeah she gets the face on she storms out um, and she's like p- packs her stuff, ready to leave, leave the academy. But then we're we're sort of seeing the first witchy, the first witchy moments, yeah, which are where Madame Blanc sort of like touches Susie's feet and hands, and they yeah. kind of like glow. They kind of well, like it's glow like and... when your hands are cold and like you know they've got blood in them, and then you press your fingers against them, yeah, and then you get like your finger marks, like pale marks. It's like that, but like doubled up. Um, so. She starts to do the dance, like the lead, the protagonist of the Volk dance. Yeah, so Volk is the like the Academy's most well-known piece. Yeah, and I, I guess do, they I need do, yeah. they need a lead. So so did <laughs> so was Chloe Moretz his character? Was she the lead previously? She must have been, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she starts doing the dance, and then Olga, while she's trying to leave the Academy, ends up stumbling into or just. Walking into like this mirrored it's room, like when you've gotten home after a few too many drinks, yeah, and you're sort of trying to find the toilet, and you're like leaking all over the floor, banging your head on the sink. It's pretty much the same thing, yeah, but so this is like the most a... terrific thing I think I've seen in, in, a, in a good while. This is quite difficult to watch. Yeah, there was a couple of moments where this was dodgy. So basically, upstairs, we're assuming it is upstairs. Is it above the? It's like a hidden room, isn't it? Uh, she yeah, she gets so, lured in by voices. So I think that the, I, I, I felt like the dancing was happening above mm. and the mirrored room was below. That's what I kind of got the. Yeah. That's what I kind of felt. Yeah. So while Susie's kind of dancing and doing all her standard moves and stuff, yeah. her moves are being replicated by Olga, like, but she obviously doesn't but want like, it to be. Yeah, but, but like. Against her will. Yeah. And it kind but of throws her around. She twists around. She's like. Being wrenched like a uh, rung, like you know, like a a, a crusty flannel. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> she's being wrenched around like a crusty flannel. I mean, <laughs> there's like it's horrific. There's like juices squeak squeezing out of her. There's I don't know. She doesn't look very, doesn't look like she's having a good time at all. 
It's like someone like Su- Susie's dancing was like uh, the computer. It's like a dance game, and that's the computer on hard mode. And it's like it's like <laughs> Olga's first go on the game, and she doesn't even have controls yet. And her little legs are like getting snapped in all these directions. <laughs> yeah. Her body's getting contorted, and yeah, so it's pretty horrific. She gets thrown into the glass, and there's a particularly horrible sequence where she's thrown into the glass, and it's almost like her jewels like getting pulled. Yeah. Too far sideways, her teeth are coming out. She looks messed up. Yeah, and Susie's doing the old Britney thing upstairs. Yeah, downstairs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> the whole Britney thing. Yeah. yeah, and she kind of gets she gets bent and contorted in ways that you know the human body shouldn't go. You hear yeah. bones going, yeah. all this shit. Uh, at the one point, she's in a horrible position and like just pisses her pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at like, the end of it, like she's just a uh, like a heap of flesh mangled. There's up. loads. Of, uh, she drools as well. At one point, yeah. loads of horrible gunk comes out of her mouth. Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, it's like stomach acid. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know. Uh, but. Then all the witches, all like the teachers, just wander in with like hooks, and just start like hooking her, and then they carry her away to God knows where. Yeah, a bit harsh, isn't it? Bit harsh, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's fairly early in the film, I think. Um, yeah. She so basically, she looks like imagine a woman lying in bed uh, on her front, and then suddenly the bed is one of those folding ones that just yeah. folds in like that. Folds yeah. her in half the wrong way. Um, that's pretty much. That's what, what happens she, to her. Yeah. That's what happens to her. Yeah. So. So I guess from here on out, she starts to uh, spend time with. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sarah starts to make friends with that one of our eyebrows. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Mia Goff's character. Yeah. Um, so I guess now it sort of follows her a bit. It follows Mia Goff's character a bit more because she starts to see the doctor, the psychiatrist, and because yep. psychiatrist is like something's happened to my patient, he owes me. He's not paid or invoices. Yeah. So he's he's hunting it down, but he starts to sort of look into the uh, dance academy a bit more. Um, and then what? So Mia Goff, she does the whole counting steps thing, like she did in the original film. Yeah. So she basically says that she's gonna like investigate, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, and she does like some counting steps thing and finds some like hidden chambers and rooms. I guess she does. Does she do the counting steps thing just based on what she can hear around the? Yeah, I think she counts steps that she can hear at night time of the teachers going around, and then she follows them into into the back room. Is that what? No, it's not yet. She but she goes back there a little later on to, and then finds. Yeah, so there's like all these sort of like weird relics. Um various paintings on the wall of like yeah. Madame Blanc and like somebody else. Um, somebody else with like Elton John glasses on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so 
I don't think much sort of happens there. Um, around around a similar around about a similar time, um, the the witches kind of all vote for who they think should be their new leader, don't they? Yeah. Leader of the Coven. Yeah. Um, Coven. Is that like Coven? Coven. Yeah. So it's basically between Mother Marcos and Blanc, but Marcos basically gets voted in democracy yeah. um, over Blanc, and Blanc's fuming. She's absolutely she, red. Yeah. And she's after what, uh, Blanc's it. She wants Blanc's to, it. She wants to Blanc's it. Marcos is there to rem, remain. <laughs> I can't get to Rem- Remain in the coven. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a clusterfuck, basically. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they basically discuss co- the conspiracy to use Susie's body basically as a host body for marcos yeah she's old and withered smelly and smelly um <laughs> and then we, there's also another moment where one of the witches just stabs herself in the throat during a meal didn't she is that because she doesn't want that to happen she's like oh, i like susie as well i like susie i've only met her <laughs> once but she's got some cracking moves i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stab myself in the throat yeah she just stabs herself in the throat. That was, yeah. that was pretty horrific. I was fine when these things happen in films, you know, when people commit suicide by just yeah. like shanking someone into their skin. Yeah. I was like, no, I'd be, I'd probably just do a little one first. Test it out Ooh. first. Test the one. Yeah, test it out. I go, nah, nah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> don't really want it. Yeah, it's not, it's not a smart way. I mean, no. You do it once and be like, oh, no, I can't carry on. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> just now you're just in pain and bleeding. It's like, I have to go to the emergency room now. Bloody hell. Um, so, so around, around about this time, Susie uh, is getting pretty close with Madame Blanc. Like they're spending time together. She's yeah. coming and chilling in her room and playing a uh, Mario Kart with her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're just spending a lot of time together, talking to each other. And I guess she's trying to get close to her in order to gain her trust and manipulate her in some way. Um, doesn't obviously tell her, "I want your body." Or oh, your body. Yeah, and at the same time, she's having like weird dreams, like really horrific visual. Mont like tone poems of of blood and bases and yeah it's yeah. really so, crazy I mean, stuff. Yeah, do you ever, I watch some of these dream sequences. There's so many shots, and I just think everything that must have gone into that. Some yeah. shots where there's like dozens and dozens and dozens of like these horrific visuals. Yeah, like special effects, like looking stuff as well. So not like just a shot of a person, but a person floating or doing something crazy. Yeah, uh, it's it is visually pretty amazing. Um. So it's now they, now they get to I think maybe in the third act now, um, and they go to they do the Volk performance wearing the red pajamas, like the red frilly pajamas. Yeah, it's and, like red pajamas with like loads of um, like climbing string, yeah. <laughs> climbing ropes hanging off of them. Like they've gone they've gone to scale a, a sheer wall yeah. mountain and they've fallen down, and then they've gone. And then they've gone dance. straight to the show. Straight to the, show. to the show. To the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Volk music, the Volk dance itself, it's pretty amazing. Um, but what, like, it goes like, go on. What I like the most about it is that, like, is that like, they're breathing. Like, everybody's yeah. sort of like, <sighs> you can sort of hear everyone's sort of like heavy breathing and it was yeah. almost like in unison. I thought that was really good. I thought that kind of added a certain rhythm to the dance that the music perhaps didn't provide. Yeah, because the music wasn't particularly overpowering or anything at that point. It's just mainly the breathing and the and the slapping of, and the slapping of limbs and the against the hardwood floor, it was, you know, like a school PE session. Yeah, <laughs> it did feel like that. Yeah, but oh, uh, bloody hell, is it lunchtime yet? Yeah. Um. So Mia Goff is sort of back in the hidden rooms doing some research, and she stumbles across Patricia McClograce Moretz from the start of the film. She never yeah. escaped, but she's, I think they're like zapping her life energy or something. She looks like a. <laughs> Like she's turning yes. into a bit a tree, like a tree, she, or a, blo- a tree or a blob or a tree blob. Yeah, she's like uh, she's all grey and yeah, mugged off. And I think Mia's trying to like help her escape at one point, isn't she? But then they're like some sort of weird, There's something else disfigured in there. Yeah, thing in there. Yeah, something with like no arms and legs, sort of like crawling towards. You don't really focus on it too much. Um, I thought that might have been another dancer or something because I thought that was someone else that they 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 were doing, been the, doing same the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that could be. Potentially could be that. Who knows? Um, so, so yeah. So Mia Goff. Um, what is Mia Goff's character's name? Sarah. We've got a Susie Sarah. and a Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Susie and Sarah. So Sarah sort of runs out and then she like collapses. I think she like her legs just kind of like snap. Yeah. yeah sure well, the, oh yeah. So what happens? So the spell um, with the dance, the Volk dance, it opens yep. up little holes in the floor, 
like you get like mm. the, these little holes pop up and then yeah, Mia right. steps in one and breaks her leg like oh, it was just bad maintenance yeah but need, needed to get diy sos in yeah but uh they shouldn't have because she breaks the leg and it's like horrifically bad bones and she's like out. ow oh Ooh, that stings bloody no god damn it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but the the witches come and they sort of patch her over quickly, uh, and then they put a spell on her or something. They they kind of like they kind of like touch her leg, and then suddenly it's not broken anymore. I was like, what's the point of bloody breaking it in the first place? Well, it's broken, isn't it? But it's under the skin, like they heal over it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then she's like under a spell. Her eyes are kind of like a bit misty, murky, milky. Um, Free. Yeah. And she goes and joins in the dance, but she's proper like. Proper attention seeking during, isn't she? She's going a bit OTT, collapses. <laughs> they don't finish the dance, do they? Like she, no. I think they don't finish the spell, whatever the, they were trying to do. Yeah, um, and Clempora, have you say his name? The uh, oh yeah, <laughs> the psychiatrist, aka yeah. uh, Tilda Swinton with a prosthetic penis, jumps up and she, he's like, he, sh- <laughs> he's like really shocked and yeah. like, what's going on here? He attends the performance for some reason. I reckon he just loves dance. Yeah. He starts, he's like, he starts like, doing the like the thing, <laughs> and he does the worm down the middle of the <laughs> towards them all, and they go, me. "God, this! <laughs> yeah. Can I can I join the troop?" And everyone like, follows all the, all the audience follow him out into the street, and they're all doing the dancing. Yeah, and the, the ball- ballerinas are all the dancers are inside the class. Like, ah, oh, we lost we lost them. The klempora. Clem- Isn't that like a it's kind of Japanese food? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, oh, I love a bit of klempora. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we get a lot of him sort of wandering around in the snow, and then uh, he returns to like a house that he used to live in. Yeah. And then like his wife turns up, who I think he presumed was dead for some reason. Is that right? She and well, she like okay. faked her death. So I I didn't know what was much happening here until I watched a couple of these YouTube videos. Yeah. So he thinks that she fled the country at some point a while ago started he a new life. thinks that she's alive somewhere he doesn't know where or, or what she's doing um but every day every whenever he goes back to this house um and then she's suddenly there um and it's played by the um Jessica Harper who played yeah the original uh, the original Suspiria woman which is I mean that's a lovely touch right I like it yeah and I think she plays it really you know she does it perfectly as well it's good um, it's, it's not too obvious like it could have been they could have made her like one of the witches or yeah or, or like another major character, but the fact oh, they make it this character, yeah. a character that didn't exist in the original film either. And also, yeah, and also, I think we're going to say that it doesn't really exist in this film either because she's almost like a trick of the imagination. And that yeah. kind of adds to the fact that like that she's from a, a film, like she doesn't really exist in this film to us either. Like she's just yeah. a trick of the imagination. Cause they're using her to lure Clempera uh, into the academy because he doesn't even know he's walking there, I don't think. No. Like they just walk exactly. in, he suddenly, well, and he's thinking, like, oh, I'm inside the dance thing. And there's a woman he was in, like... He was in the academy before, watching the show. Yeah, they just, just got him. They should have locked the door. Yeah, they should have locked the door. Don't let him leave. Yeah, oh, no, tie his no, shoelaces gonna together. To... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're going to have to create an illusion now to get him back. It's like, he's here right now. Just yeah. get him now. That's a lot of effort nah. to get him back. Yeah. Maybe like we can't it's because it he wormed, people. he wormed all the way out of the dance, and they're like, "Oh, they can someone try to grab him at the exact moment." Yeah, this is pretty freaky because he stood outside the uh, dance thing, and like two of the witches just run towards him. One of them just like screaming at him. She's like, like cackling, like proper ah! witch. Cackling. Yeah, and then you like know, uh, catch me off guard. I'd be like, "Shit!" He doesn't What's... just, he doesn't just run away. Uh, they, they go this way. <laughs> Come on, yeah. inside. They offer him a, yeah, they offer him a Pepsi Max, and he's like, takes it, and he walks in. <laughs> It's nice in here, yeah. It's a multi-pack can. <laughs> um, so then we get like this, this is building like the the final, like the bit where I was kind of watching TV, like what the what is going on? Because it yeah. gets it suddenly takes a turn for extreme craziness. Like it's craziness. it's been it's kind of like, subtle most of the way, but then this is just like yeah, craziness, unbelievable, like um, gore, yeah. Uh, just, 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 just pretty much madness. So, Susie like returns to the uh, to the academy, and she's led to this. There is like a like a ritual taking place in the middle of this like chamber. Yeah. Um. So they've got like Clempera captured, naked, lying at the top of this plinth. 
He's, he's um, the witness or something like that. The witness, Marcos herself, like the queen witch. Well, can't yeah. say queen, but the head witch. The what, what word am I thinking? The main, the big cojona, but she's all like Jabba the Hutt. Yes, she is, yeah. With sunglasses. With like Ray, uh, what's his name? Ray Davis. Ray, what's his name? The blues singer. <laughs> yeah, um, Ray Ray. <laughs> What's Ray his Charles? name? Ray Charles, yeah. yeah, yeah Ray Charles Ray sunglasses. Charles. Um, Ray Charles sunglasses. She got cataracts, I reckon. Which is again, uh, I think that's a nice little nod to the original. I'm sure the, the blind piano teacher wears those sort of things, yeah. doesn't he? Maybe, yeah, maybe I made that up. Um, and all, all the ballerinas, not ballerinas, the dancers. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. Um, they're all nude, shaking, uh, shaking what God gave them. <laughs> there's a lot of yes. There's a very, it's a very like ritualistics sort yeah of, it looks like they're they're offer offering someone up yeah um and you know some of them begin to disembowel sarah as well to yeah. begin this ritual or this sabbath as such yeah. it's very um satanic isn't it yeah yeah <clears throat> so madame blank is like no i don't i don't think we should do it but but susie's like yeah i'm up for this i want i'm happy to give my heart to you know yeah Marcos. so it seems like so Susie's been, you know, manipulated, and she's mm. probably not quite herself. Perhaps in a bit of a trance, and that's why she's willing to give herself up uh, to the witches. But Madame Blanc has a change of heart. Whether she's feels something for Susie, perhaps, or yeah. you know, doesn't want it to happen this way. Maybe she wants to be the head of the coven, and that's why yeah. she sees this as being the final moment. If this happens, she'll never have chance. I read it as that she just kind of likes Susie now because they spent okay. some time. I think she just likes her as a. Or like, like something about her, um, but then as she protests, Marcos like yeah, she's like a weird like a uh, weird karate chop, a weird chop, telekinetic yeah. karate chop. Yeah, that like Doubles kind of up. half yeah. decapitates Madame Blanc um, from the back of her neck. Yeah, and there's you know blood. This is I mean there's a lot of red hues in the light in here, but yeah. it's almost like anything any blood is like almost pure black. Yeah. And very Jet gushy. Out. Yeah. Jets out, yeah. Um so then so it's all going quite well for Marcos. It's all like it's going to plan. And then like uh another witch demon thing just rocks up to the party that no one asked for. Yeah, well I'm assuming Susie summoned this incarnation of yeah. whatever it is. So it almost looks like, you know, um, Samara from The Ring. That's her name, isn't it? But like a skeleton. But like a skeleton-y, skeleton face. weird, horrible, yeah. hairy, black. And you never. And the 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 sort of way everything's filmed goes a bit weird and a bit juddery. And yeah, what effect is that? Where it's well, it's of, like it's like a long exposure, isn't it? So everything starts to fade yeah. into each other. Um, and then the thing goes around the room. Like you voted for Marcos, did you? Dead. Yeah, you voted for Marcos. Dead. <laughs> Not dead. You voted for the Brexit, <laughs> did you? Or you're dead. Yeah, it's, it's definitely about Brexit as well. And uh, lots of lots of undertones. Yeah, Brexit. The fact it's in Berlin dead. in 1977. Yeah. Um. So, and then but basically, how he kills people is and how this death version, whatever this is, yeah. which kills people, he kind of just points at people, yeah. and they kind of just explode in this horrible yeah. plume of gore. Yeah. That winks, and, they, they... and obviously, she, obviously, it kills Marcos as well. Yeah, kind of melts her into a blob. Yeah, well, she deserved it to be perfectly frank. Um, and then Frank, don't know if he's perfect. And then um, she offers death to the Mia Goth character and Patricia, who obviously dead already in a way, but they're just not allowed to die properly. Yeah, um, so basically, is grants them death, doesn't they? Yeah. Doesn't she? Susie does. So what we're led to believe at this stage is that Susie is somehow either actually mater, mother superiorum or yeah. she's possessed by her in some way. But she's there to claim the Academy, rid Marcos of everything. Yeah. And trying to kind of grant some sort of balance back to the dance Academy. So in one of the videos I watched, I don't know if this is correct or not but it must be the guy's theory is that her mother was mother superiorum uh because you get those like looks at her but it all seemed very flashbacky and um i don't know it didn't seem very solid like i don't know you could get solid plot points out of those flashbacks um but she peels her like chest open and it's just yeah. all black inside and then she's like look 
Look at my chest. And Very vagina-like like, when she opens her chest. Yeah, yeah. My fault. I mean, not that I've ever seen one. It was almost like I've read books, I've read books on anatomy and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was very vagina like. So, whoever knows what kind of, you know, yeah. in terms of vision, in terms of um, vaginal, what that vision, in terms of what that represents <laughs> as, as, as like a, a visionary thing, or yeah. I don't know. And then Tom York's face peers Tom, out. And he seems if you like zoom right in, he gets. <laughs> and he starts spinning around on the spot. Also, obviously, yeah. there is a Tom York song playing when this all kicks off. Yeah. Um, which I thought, you know, essentially, it's very, um, it's very sort of like, it's not horror. Again, it's not horror music. It's quite soothing in yeah. a way. Weirdly soothing. It's very, yeah. it's very like dreamy and. Yeah. So. So that all ends. She's she's the head of the witch school now. Um, she's I'm the head her. of the witch school, bitches. Yeah. How you like me now? And then she's doing, singing, you know, <laughs> doing all that stuff. And then we have like an epilogue chapter where she goes to see Kalempura, um, and then she says, "The like, look, the truth is, your wife. Um, she was in a concentration camp. She didn't never got out of the." She forgot some papers or something. Forgot a passport. Yeah, so she forgot some papers and was made to sort of like stand out in the cold with thousands of other, yeah, um, you know, people who were in the concentration camp and basically f- just froze to death. But she didn't. She, even though she died cold, she didn't die. Yeah, alone. In pain and sad. Like, yeah, Chris and she didn't alone. die alone. Thousands and of them. Thousands of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was thinking about Clempora and a time when, you know, I think when he went out on the piss or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then she told him that, and he's not happy, and then she's. Like command, uh, command Z, like undoes it, like pressing his head, and then he has a little fit, and he doesn't remember anything. I'm not too sure why she would tell him that if she's yeah, why tell him and then erase his memory? Because it just gives him like a little moment of oh, he kind of cries. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but maybe by doing the telling him and, and doing the witchery on him, he just won't worry about it anymore or won't think about it. I don't know. Maybe he won't have to go back to that house anymore. To yeah. We'll Erase his memory, so he's yeah. got no connection to that anymore. So he doesn't need to go back, yeah. Um, because you know he might linger and he might want to watch some more dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's the end of the film, uh, and it fades out to, to black or or something. Uh, some trivia. You ready? It kind of fades out to like beige. Like the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the end credits were like all on this sort of like beige thing, and all the like text was muddy... kind of wonky. Yeah. I like I I the, the text. That, uh, text was great. Yeah. I think the art direction was really good, and yeah. sort of every everything that accompanied the film, I think, was was spot yeah, on. Spot on, yeah. Because they could have just tried to recreate stuff from the original. Um, I'm glad which they was didn't. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I'm glad they didn't as well. So yeah, good stuff. Trivia, you ready? Yeah. Number one, how many years of ballet training did Dakota Johnson take for this role? How many years? Yep. More than one. One. One? Well, it's more than one, I said. Oh, did you say it's more than one? It's more than one. One. Two? <laughs> yes, two. She took two. two years of ballet dancing school. Any more any more than that would be mental, right? For, the, for one film, yeah. Unless for one just, film. Unless you just liked it. You know. So here's an interesting one. Uh, so number two, who was originally set to star in the remake? Uh, what, as the lead? or As, as Susie. Oh, God. I, I kind of feel like I know this, but I've kind of forgotten. So let me just say... Uh, <clears throat> Jennifer Lopez, Natalie Portman. Oh, well, that'd be typecasting then, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. How could she? How could she play that part any differently? Really, she'd still be wearing the makeup from Black Swan. Still be wearing the makeup. Yeah. She'd have the, she had the Oscar in one hand. Yeah. Uh, here's another interesting one. Number three, who was set to direct the film originally? Was it? I think I read this somewhere. Was it David Gordon Green? It was David Gordon Green who directed Halloween in 2018. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, a very Possibly would have been a very different yeah. take on it. Would it would it perhaps have been a more Americanized version of this story? I'm glad mm-hmm. they kind of kept. They didn't make it more Americanized. They really yeah. did focus on that sort of European, yeah, definitely, weir- yeah. weirdness, yeah, European cinema sort of feel to it. <clears throat> okay, um, number four. As well as acting as three different characters, Tilda Swinton was actually up for a world record attempt to drink the most water in under an hour. Uh, <laughs> what? She bottled it. 
<laughs> that wasn't a question. That was just a. I wonder what you're going to say. Joke. You're going to say, as well as paying, playing free parts, she also did the catering <laughs> and and just like loads of other shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a question. It's just a joke. Uh, just a chance to get a pun in there. So number five, um, you got that right though. Uh, number five, who in this film is the queen of horror movie remakes? Um, is it Chloe? It's Chloe Moretz, isn't it? Yeah, she's been in the Carrie. I. Yeah, Carrie. In. Yep. Uh, any more? Any any more? Are there, are there any more? The Amityville Horror. Okay. And Dark Shadows. Is oh, the remake of the that. TV show. Um, she bloody wild. loves it, doesn't she, mate? Get yeah. your own. Get, get, get your, your own, own film. film. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, to rate the film, um, you rate it rate good or rate bad? I reckon it's rate good. To be fair, I think it's, it's. I'm glad that it's very different to the original. I think mm. it brings a whole new. It's hard to compare them. I think I've heard mm. Dario Gento wasn't a fan of this. I read. Um, he said it goes against what the original stood for. Uh, I don't think that even makes sense as a as a uh, sentence. I mean, come on. I mean, it is how many years? How many years later is it? Fifty. 50 uh, is it forty-one years? 41, forty-one years. Yeah, I mean, 41, 42 years. It's. Well, it's made the exact same film. It doesn't make any it, sense. Exactly, it's gonna yeah. be. It's a different time, and I think it did really well. Of it could have. It could have recreated the music. It could have recreated the visuals. It could have recreated everything. But it, it wasn't afraid to stand on its own. Yeah. Um, I think the cast is great. I think the you know it's a great looking film. Um, and I felt really you know drawn in by it. I felt slowly drawn and in. The the fact that they're so different makes me sort of more willing to sort of just watch the original you know if i'm so yeah. this is with you if i'm gonna watch the hills of eyes i will naturally go to the remake because that's the first one i watched and that's yep. kind of a, yep. a big one for me whereas the original doesn't hold the same sway but for this i could quite happily go to either or like because they're both different different to the point of i can get different things from from either of them yeah, yeah. so with that being said I, I i'd be happy to give this film an a Woo. oh nelly uh i'm not going for an a plus all right i'll go for a Okay. Oh, well, I was going to go for uh, a B plus because it's brilliant, like better than brilliant, but not awesome. That's what they stand for. Right? Luke Condor, <laughs> better than brilliant, but not awesome. <laughs> um, yep. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Also, um, it, my B plus is relevant because the film we're doing next week is Brain Dead. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Nice little... segue there. Yep. Um, so uh, next week we're doing Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. I've never seen it before, and it's one of those ones where apparently you have to you have to see it. I've never seen it before either. Really, so it's going to be brand new yeah. for both of us. Yeah. So we're carrying on with the <coughs> IGN Top 100 list. I'm not sure what number this is. 96 or 97 ish. Somewhere like that. I think you know. <laughs> we're not. not... <laughs> Somewhere like that. <laughs> You know, who's counted? Someone is. Um, probably us. But yeah, yeah so I'm looking forward to it because I've heard it's like ridiculously gory. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen plenty of uh, little snippets from it. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. Does it make you f- and how does it make you feel? Aroused. Oh. Hungry, actually. Yeah. So yeah, Hungry. Peter Jackson as well. It makes me want to take a ring to Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, who, who were? So I know you've got to get off, and I know I'm cold. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's been a pleasure. So, before Ben gets off, let's uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Remember to give us a rating review on iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co host, Ben, for being a right or a dude. Thank you very much, Luke. It's been a pleasure as always. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.